Welcome into another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhandle, and in this episode, we will be doing a NBA kind of look at the playoffs as the playoff picture is coming into shape. Obviously, there is about 20 games, uh, give or take, uh, depending on each team the rest of the way heading into the playoffs, and then they'll have the play-in tournament, and then we will go into the uh, full playoff season coming up uh, as we itch inch closer to that point in the NBA season. So we will do uh, East, West. We'll go team by team, alternate uh, who has who. I will um, go first, and then my special guest will uh, alternate with me, um, and we will talk about the strength of schedule remaining for each team, kind of get into uh, their rosters and um, see where they are with that and kind of their outlook going forward as we get closer, like I mentioned, to playoff season for the NBA. So without further ado, I'm going to start with the Heat. They have the eighth hardest strength of schedule remaining. They are a really balanced team. They have Jimmy Butler, who is a really good do-it-all two-way player um, for for them, plays great defense, um, which I think in the NBA is kind of underrated. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people, and rightly so, uh, look at the offensive end for, for all these players because that that's what what gets highlights things like that but players that are consistently good on the defensive end like jimmy butler in addition to his his pretty good offense of talent um are, are really special kind of players i mean they also have bam and bio they have you know pj tucker who they got from the bucks uh last year they signed him in free agency he's been a nice help to them um and they got Old Depot coming back soon. I know Old Depot's been um, he's been hurt by injury, um, so he's he's been kind of in and out, out of the lineup um, and, and and really kind of trying trying to find his footing with the Heat as far as a, a guy that that's been hurt, um, but has definitely shown some flashes of brilliance in his career with uh, most notably the. Indiana Pacers, I believe he was very good on. Um, so the Heat, I mean, they're obviously very well coached with Eric Spolstra, and uh, they do a lot of really good stuff. I mean, they have Duncan Robinson, who, who can shoot the three ball really well. Kyle Lowry is another nice player for them that they have. Um, Tyler Hero, uh, one of the best, better young talents in, the, in all of basketball. Um, so this is a team that, is is kind of deep too. They have they have a Morris twin who who does a nice job, Markeith, um, to lengthen their bench. They have Dwayne Dedman. They have Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, who have been two kind of integral players for them coming off the bench with some good bench production. So right now they're first in the East. Um, I would expect them to be a tough out come playoff time. Um, but as we know in the East, if you look at the standings, the disparity between the top five teams is really slim. So um, expect things to fluctuate a lot as we wind down the season because, uh, you know, each team is within like a game or two of each other, um, depending on, on the team and, and, and where they are in the standings. But um, really, really close race and the Heat should be in the thick of it as we wind down the season. And this is the team that um, I, I think – their their play will translate really well once we get to playoff time because 
they have a lot of really good defenders. And I think that in the playoffs, especially that will help them um, to kind of limit the amount of points the opposing team gets and uh, be able to do that. I mean, you look at just from a defensive perspective, they have Bam Adebayo, who's a really good defender, um, can block shots, can can alter shots too, um, which if you're not blocking a shot and you're altering a shot, that's the next best thing because um, more times than not, that, that shot alteration um, will result in more times than not a miss. Uh, Kyle Lowry has shown, shown the ability to play really good defense. Jimmy Butler, obviously. Um, his play for, speaks for itself. Uh, Tyler Hero can, can, D, can D it up as well. So, um, you know, this should be a team. P.J. Tucker's a, a nice defender, good veteran presence. Um, so not only can they can they score it in a multitude of, of ways with the players that they have, you know, talent-wise talent on their team, but I think a, a really underrated sneaky part for them is they're a really good de- defensive team uh, collectively. More times than not, they are um, – you know, ha- having really, really solid games, um, l- limiting the amount of points the other teams are you know, able to get. And they have Eric Spolstra, who is a really talented coach. Um, I know a knock of him back back when LeBron was on the team and they had the big three was, you know, is, you know, just for some people is, is Spolstra kind of, you know, is, is he really that good of a coach? Um, because, you know, the big three are carrying him and making him look good. But um, no, that, that is not the case. He is a really, really good coach. Um, and he, he can coach up players and that's why he's been in the league for, for a long, long period of time. Not only can, can he coach a star studded roster like the big three back years ago, but he can also, um, coach, uh, you know, maybe not a, you know, star studded roster, but still a very good roster and a very balanced roster. And, and, I mean, look, you you look up at the standings and, and then the number one seed in the East. So we'll see if they stay if it stays that way as we head into the playoffs. Um, but I would expect them to be at worst, maybe I don't know, maybe a three seed. But I, I would probably foresee that them to, to to keep the number one seed um, and go into the playoffs um, like that. So, Mark, what do you got with the Bulls? Yeah, so the Bulls are having a really good year this year. They're having the best year probably in the last five years. DeMar DeRozan, this is a guy who's been at, he's been at a couple different stops in his career with Toronto and Antonio, but he's really the guy now. And honestly, he probably should be in the top five, maybe an MVP. He's at 28 points a game this year and really just leading them in the charge as far as offensively. Zach Levine, another another guy who has missed some games this year, but he's doing well again this year, almost 25 a game. Uh, they did make some offseason additions. So, well, actually, they got Nikola Vucevic, who is the center. They got him last year, I believe, Adam. Uh, yeah. Trade. Yep. Right with the magic. So yeah, he's been pretty good inside. Um, they needed a big guy, and he's pretty good offensively. They've had some injuries this year, so they signed Lonzo Ball in the off season. He was putting up about thirteen points a game. Good defender for his size, and he has been out the last month or so with an injury. 
I do expect him back before um, playoff time, so that would be a big plus for them. And Alex Caruso, um, many Bucks fans know or NBA fans know what happened. He was uh, fouled on a fast break attempt and ended up pressuring his wrist, so he probably will be back by the playoffs. He does not give you much offensively, but really good defensively. Another good player, Ayo DeSumo, who's actually somebody that I wanted the Bucks to get in the draft, but they ended up going a different direction. He's from Illinois. He's a good spark off the bench for them. Uh, they're they're pretty talented offensively, especially with how good DeRozan's been. Their issue is their defense. So it'll be interesting to see how they um, how they hold up the rest of the way. They have the third hardest schedule left. So they're going to need these guys that are injured to come back quickly and give them what they need. Credit to Billy Donovan, though, with you know, making the best of the situation with a lot of injuries and a lot of new players. They're doing really well. So uh, I think the Bulls will be in the mix. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they drop down a tick. I think right now they're the two seed. You know, maybe they end up in the four or five matchup. But still, they've had a good season. And something also interesting to keep in mind, they are much better at home this year. And on the road, they are 24-9 and nine at home. So they're 15 games over 500 at home, only two games over 500 on the road. So we, we talk about, you know, does home court really matter anymore? Well, it's, it's up for debates. Really, all you need to do is win one game and then you get home court. But with the Bulls, that could be a huge advantage for them if they get home court in the playoffs. So that's the stuff with the Bulls right now. Yeah, they're second seed. One game behind the eight for first, and uh, we'll t- toss over to Big A to fill us in on these 76ers. Yeah, so the 76ers, they got obviously the big blockbuster trade with picking up James Harden, um, getting rid of Ben Simmons and, and company. Um, and they they definitely lost some, some, not only did they, I mean, they got the better, they got the best player in the deal, obviously, with Harden. Um, his play speaks for itself. Um, one of the best players in the league when he's healthy. Um, but they did also, I mean, in trades, you have to, when you, when you get, get talent like that, you have to give up talent, but they did lose Seth Curry and, and they also lost Andre Drummond who are two very good, um, valuable bench pieces. So yes, they did get the best player again in that trade and Harden and they, they're, they have a star studded, you know, top two. Um, and then you can even throw in um, T- Tobias Harris is, is kind of a, not a star, but definitely a very, very good player um, who's who's carved out a very nice NBA career. But they got Harden and Embiid. So those two will be leading the way for them. Um, a player that's really come on for, for them is Tyrese Maxey. He's from Kentucky, uh, a, a young point guard for them um, who's really, really done some nice things. Um and Matisse Thibel, um, a defensive first small forward who um, can definitely give you give you a little bit offensively, but he's definitely more of a defensive-minded player, so so that helps them as well. Um, they got Paul Millsap, who's definitely getting up there in age, um, but definitely um, has shown the ability to score um, a lot of points and definitely be a spark plug off the bench um, for them. 
So he he um he's definitely had a very very nice career, most notably with the Nuggets back when he was in his prime. But he's still he's still in the league. He's still um, able to contribute to to an to an NBA contending team like the third seeded Seventy um, Sixers. And then they they still got Danny Green, who's been there for for some years now. He was used to be with Toronto, but now he's been with the Sixers for for a few years now. He's a nice scorer. Um, off the bench. Um, but other than that, I mean, they got Georges Nyang, they got Furkan Korkmaz, but I think that this Sixers team, um, in my mind, the way I see it, they're, they're very good. Uh, they got Doc Rivers, who's, who's a very, you know, solid coach. Um, everybody knows, knows the name Doc Rivers, um, most notably for success with the, the Celtics, um, back years ago. But I think that, this Sixers team again is very good. Uh, they they have the ninth hardest strength of schedule remaining, so they, they definitely do don't have a overly tough schedule, but they they do have a tough schedule. I mean, they're ninth, so it's it's tough, but it's not like super tough. Um, but I think that this team can definitely go far in the playoffs. But I think their weakest point for their for them right now is. They're a little bit top heavy. Um, they have obviously Embiid and Harden who will carry them, um, but I think that their their um, limited amount of of scoring on the bench um, what might might cause problems, especially once you get into the playoffs. You're already in a long season. You have guys wearing down. You have, I mean, for the most part, these are these are young guys. They're you know they're in you know amazing shape because they're, they're playing the, in the NBA. So if you're in the NBA, you have to be in shape. Um, so, so they're young, they have young legs, they'll, but still, I mean, when, when you're going through a grueling season like that, um, especially when, when you get in the playoffs, it does kind of weigh on you. Um, so maybe this team, like I said, can, can go deep in the playoffs, but I, I just, I hope for their sake, obviously we're, we're Bucks fans on big A sports show, but, for for Philly for Philly fans' sake, I hope that, um, like let's say Harden and Embiid can only carry them so far, and then and then the their limited bench scoring, um, you know, gets in the way. So what I'm trying to say is that the Sixers are, are very top heavy. Um, the top of their roster is very good and talented, but um, they definitely with that trade, understandably, you have to lose a good amount of talent in the trade to to get a player like Harden in, and that's what they did. Um, but the, they, they did lose um, some, some good bench scoring. So that's kind of a look at the Sixers. Um, I mean, they do have Tobias Harris too, who in addition to Harden and Embiid is very good. I mean, he's consistently a double-digit scorer, so that should help them. And um, they do have some good defenders, um, I think, for the most part. Harris can, can defend – okay um pardon eh, maybe not um but he definitely gives it to you, you on the offensive end um but matisse Thibel definitely will um defend really well and uh definitely be be very good so their, their defense maybe maybe not as good as as the likes of the heat um but the, they do have a, a couple good defenders that, that that can create havoc on the defensive end as well so I like the Sixers' chances. They they have two two of the best players in the league, so 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 that's great. Um, but I just hope that for for their 
for their sake. Um, them, them being top, too top heavy won't won't cost them in, in the long run. But right now they're they're the three seeds, so you got to give 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 them credit, and uh, we'll see how how the rest of the year shakes out and how they do in the playoffs. So, Mark, what do you got with the Cavs? So the Cavs are fourth right now in the East. They have the eleven hardest schedule remaining. They're thirty six and twenty four, and Kind of similar story to the Bulls. It's uh, the first time they've been good in a while. And uh, first time especially they've been good in a while without LeBron James. So a credit to the Cavs franchise for for all the progress they've made. And the story with them, they are 26 in the league in offense, first in defense. So they you know really good on defensive end they've had they've had some injuries so Colin Sexton was their point guard their highly drafted point guard from a year or two ago he's out for the year they picked up Curtis Levert a shooting guard that was on the Pacers so he's going to be out for a few weeks of the foot sprain their all-star guard Darius Garland um will be out for a little while it says no timetable for his return but otherwise some bright spots for them evan mobley they the rookie center has been really good offensively and defensively for them along with jared allen so people might remember jared allen from brooklyn and they were able to get allen i think was that with the trade from with kyrie irving or Somehow they ended up getting it, maybe Harden or something. I don't know. Somehow they ended up getting him. He's really good uh, defensively, shot blocking, rebounding, and he's an NBA All-Star this year. And, um, yeah, they've had some other good guys, like Kevin Love has been good off the bench this year for him. Um, also, Larry Markin, a former Chicago Bull, has really developed nicely. He's been putting up 14 points a game. They're very balanced, and... They kind of remind me a little bit of the Bucks, maybe from like two or three years ago, where they have some pieces in place. They got some good young players. They don't have tons of experience, and they haven't played together that long. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. But yeah, they're they're really good defensively, and I think I think they'd be a tough out for sure. Just with when the game slows down for for people in the playoffs in the half court. You know they got Jared Allen's really tough, and we've seen we've seen even seen him against the Bucks at him, where the Cavs are giving the Bucks problems with all their size, and uh, you know maybe they could give other teams like the Sixers problems, and and that other guys other teams who have good big guys they could give them problems. So credit to JB Bickerstaff for um, being the coach of this team and really improving them, and Colby Altman, their executive, has really built the team up. The last few years since LeBron left, so I don't know. As far as the Cavs, I think I I would be very very surprised if they make it to like the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think they could give a team a tough game, a tough series in the first round, maybe even win it. And who knows in the second round? But they they got some good young players and a bright future ahead. So. That's the story with the Cavs, and we'll turn it over to Big A to talk about our favorite team, the one and only, also, by the way, NBA defending champions still, no matter what, they're the defending champions. Big A is going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, so the defending champs, the Bucks, um, until 
uh, told otherwise. Um, hopefully they can repeat this year. Um, they're, they're the five seed in the East. Uh, first, Tars strength of schedule remains, so they got a tough uh, road ahead as, as there's about 20 games, give or take, left in the season. Um, but look, like I said before, the separation between the, the teams is so minimal and minuscule that if the Bucks go on a run, um, despite their tough schedule, they could uh, potentially move up to, a, you know, higher than a five seed. And I think that's the key. I think that the first round of the playoffs, you want them playing at home. You want them playing at Pfizer Forum. Because um, any team in the playoffs, you want them playing at home. Um, but although that's the kind of thinking for me, um, you'd, you'd prefer to be at home. But the Bucks actually... I don't. I I'd have to look this up as far as their record on the road, but they they seem to be pretty pretty good on the road. Um, so maybe on playing on the road. Like, like you're saying, they've been losing a lot at home lately. Yeah, yeah. On the road, so, so what's going on? So maybe maybe playing on the road would 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 do them some good. I, I think that you know when when you're on the road, you're 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 in front of of not your crowd, so. Obviously, they would prefer to be in front of their fans, the, the, you know, some of the best fans in the league with the Bucks. Um, but you're you have that mentality of of the underdog. You're everybody, you know, doesn't want you to do good. So maybe maybe you know in that situation they they rise up to the challenge and um, they do better in, in that situation. So I think that obviously playing at home would 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 help them because. Um, yeah, they haven't been great at home this year, but still, it's Pfizer Forum. It's you know the the Bucks fans pack that place um, pretty regularly, so um, that would be beneficial. But I, I could see either either way potentially benefiting them. And I know that they've struggled at home, but I think that come playoff time, they're gonna think, hey, you know, we're we're, we're gonna step it up a notch. We're gonna really bring it. And I think that maybe just being the champions, um, you know, kind of, you know, you have a long season, you, it's a long, you know, grueling season and, um, that, that tends to, to weigh on you. And I think that, um, may, maybe there's a little bit of a championship hangover, um, for them and, but they, they have had some injuries and some guys in and out of the lineup. And I think for them, the biggest thing is getting Brooke Lopez back. We've all been waiting for, um, him to get back from his back surgery, um, which is a tough injury, especially for a seven footer to come back from, but hopefully he's able to come back. Um, they got Serge Ibaka, um, who's been a nice, um, addition for them. They got him via trade. Um, but I think that for them, they need some, some of their bench players to, to really step it up a notch. Um, they got Javon Carter and Deandre Bembry via the buyout market. Um, so those guys, um, used to be in the Nets, but I think that they could give the Bucks a boost, especially on the defensive end. Um, hopefully, they can find find ways to score because that's that's definitely one of their their weaknesses. Um, Javon Carter used to play at West Virginia, Press Virginia was was an integral part of um, all their success there, and, and his defense has kind of really made him still. You know, obviously he's got talent, but um, you know he he's a role player, he's a bench player. Um, that he's his defense is, is really kept kept him in in the NBA. Um, so hopefully um, he's able to. I know he can shoot the three well as well. Um, 
you know, when given the opportunity. So hopefully he's able to, 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 to give them something. Um, I know that he'll be a help to them in the playoffs because it'll take pressure off of Middleton. It'll take pressure off Ivianas because those guys will have to play defense against really good talents, but they could put Carter on a, on a really good um, guard in the playoffs and Carter can hold his own on, on the defensive end. Um, he's, he's always been really, really hard to um, go against if you're an offensive player and kind of annoying for, for those offensive players. So he's kind of a pesky, pesky guy. He's got a mentality that um, he wants to wear you down um, on the offensive end and he just wants to, you know, do his best defensively. So hopefully those two can help them. I know that Bembry has prior connection with coach bud. Um, I think that he played on some Atlanta Hawks teams before bud left Atlanta for Milwaukee. Um, so there's that connection there. He knows Bembry, the player. Um, and th- those two players are still relatively young. Um, so hopefully um, we'll see. I know that the, those are rest of season contracts. So I don't know if they'll, they'll be on the, you know, team after this year, but hopefully those guys are, are able to find find their niche with the Bucks and maybe maybe carve carve out a you know a, a way to impress John Horst and, and company you know to maybe get maybe extend the contract one or two more years. Obviously not going crazy with money because you know those players are have talent but they're not like you're not gonna break the bank for them. Um so Hopefully those those guys can can give them a lift. Um, I think that George Hill's been out of the lineup. He's got neck soreness, so he's been out of the lineup. Getting him back, whenever that is, sounds like soon. Um, but we'll see. Um, that should be a lift for them. And Wes Matthews definitely a solid player. And then obviously they got Giannis, Drew, Chris, um, the top three. Um, so. We'll see. Grayson Allen's been a nice addition for them. Um, he's he's a pretty good defender and able to shoot the three ball really well. Um, so he he can give them a spark and, and has been a starter for them all year. Um, but look, this this is the reigning the reigning champs. They they decided to trade Divincenzo, um, which I really like Dante. But um, they they decided to go go and get that um, extra extra big man. Um, in addition to Bobby Portis, who's been really good lately um, and just a really good player for the Bucs. Um, so Bucks should be able to uh, hopefully climb up in the standings even more and, and get a better seed. Um, but I think at worst, we're, we're hoping for a five seed for them. Um, but hopefully they can climb up and, and get a higher seed because um, obviously that means that the matchup in the first round will likely be a, a better matchup. Um, you know, the higher the seed you are, the lower, lower the seed you'll play. But as I'm looking at the standings, you know, you got the Nets at the eighth seed. So Nets are an eighth seed. We'll, we'll get to them later. Um, but they, you know, you don't really want to face them if you're in the first round because they got, you know, Durant who's hurt and they got Simmons who, you know, can, you know, is, is a talented player too. So I guess it, t- it kind of depends. But obviously, like anything, you know, you want to keep climbing. You, you want to keep climbing up the standings. So, Bucks, defending champs. Hopefully, Giannis, Drew, Chris can uh, continue to play well, and their their supporting cast with Bobby Portis and, and crew, and also another player for them that that they're going to get back from injury eventually. Hopefully, by the playoffs with Pat Connaughton. So, you know, right now when you look at them, their their depth hasn't been great, and, and the key complementary players has hasn't been 
outstanding, but they also do have some guys injured that should come back soon. So, so that will, once they get back, that will lengthen their, their roster even more. So you have to look at that as well. So, you know, I think that coach Bud has been with the Bucks for a while. He's a championship winning coach. Now he, he knows his stuff. Um, I think that in addition to the players playing, he can, he can coach them up, keep coaching them up to, um, you know, play well in the court. So Mark, what do you got with the Celtics? So Boston, they are a team on the rise again. Uh, not so much as they've been like way better this year than other years, but they started out the year not good, and they've been on fire probably the last month or so. They have the fourth hardest schedule remaining. And a lot of talk earlier this year about them, you know, they need to trade Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown because it doesn't work together. They don't work together. And they've been they've been doing fine recently. They have a first-year head coach in Ime Udoka. They are 17th in points scored, third in defense, though. And we'll get to that reason why in a second. But, yeah, Tatum and Brown are a really good combination. They are almost both putting up 25 points a game. Both of them are under 25 years old. And, yeah, they can score with the best of them. They got Marcus Marcel, who seems like he's been there forever, but it's only been uh, maybe four or five years. But he's been a good point guard for them, and they've moved on from um, from you know, Kyrie Irving and other point guards, Kemba Walker, they've tried out. And Smart is really good offensively. Well, he's decent offensive, but he's really good defensively. Yeah, Mark. What? We will uh, come back after this short break on Big A Sports Show with the rest of our preview uh, for the rest of the season after this short audio break on Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhano. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back after Welcome back to Big A Sports Show. Mark was with the Celtics. He will continue. Yeah, so we were talking about the Celtics and just kind of talking about their season. They've been playing really well the last probably ever since maybe the last month or so. And they've they've gone with Marcus Smart. They've decided to get rid of Dennis Schroeder. They have a lot of vers- versatile defenders now. They got Grant Williams, who's a good three or four um, that can guard multiple positions. Al Horford and Robert Williams, they are really good defensively. They're probably two of the best big guys in the league defensively with altering shots, blocking shots. Robert Williams is more of a guy that just stays in the post. He'll get dunks, blocks, kind of, you know, kind of thinking like DeAndre Jordan back when he was with the Clippers in his prime and Al Horford, you know, he's really at his best when he's with the Celtics. He's uh, been good for them again this year. And this is another team that's going to be, going to be tough to, to deal with when it comes to the playoffs, because they're so good defensively and they got a lot of size. And Ime Udoka, you know, give him credit. There's people that were, you know, kind of like, wow, is this, this may be a wrong decision by hiring this guy. They've done well. And, Brad Stevens, many people may remember him as the coach for the last several years. He's now the head guy in charge. He's kind of like the general manager. He's made some good personnel moves. So Celtics, another team that I wouldn't want to play in the first round. 
And who knows? You know, this game is about players, Big A, right? Whoever has the best players is going to go far, and Tatum and Brown are two all-stars. So we'll see. I think the future is definitely bright for the for the Celtics. But uh, we'll go to Big A now with our next team, which I believe is the Raptors. Yep, so the Raptors, they are currently in the Eastern Conference. 7th, 24th hardest schedule remaining. So they got the a you know weaker schedule. Now, you know, these some of these NBA teams, especially at the bottom of the standings, um, definitely these players are are talented, you know, because they're you know part of the NBA, but um as a team they're they're not, you know, producing record wise. But you know, so they should be able to um have some good success against the the remaining teams, just given the strength of schedule. But as we see, or as we know, um, in the NBA, um, if you don't bring your, your game on a night, you're, you're, you're no matter who you are, you're going to probably, um, either have a tough game down the stretch or, or potentially lose to, to a team maybe that you shouldn't. So have lost to. So this team is coached by Nick nurse. Um, obviously, has won a championship in the not so just you know they've won a championship recently um back when they had Kawhi Leonard in in company um Nick Nurse very good coach a young coach in the league um so he definitely knows his stuff that's for sure and definitely this team has some talent there's no doubt about it um but you know he's definitely been a been a key cog in in coaching them up and uh, definitely getting the best out of them. So they are led by Pascal Siakam, who is a versatile uh, small forward, power forward for them. Um, can play really good defense. Um, you know, he's a consistent double-digit scorer. Um, can kind of do it all for them. And he's a guy that when he started the, his career, um, he was he was just kind of, you know, very raw, and um, he's been able to um, work himself into a very, very good player in the NBA. So he credit to him because um, he's he, he's he's a still very young and um, really good player. And then they got Fred Van Vliet, uh, one of the better uh, shooters in the game, um, can really score it with the best of them, um, averaging you know upwards of twenty points uh, and and. It's definitely um, a player that you don't want to go against if, if you're an NBA team because he can, uh, you know, he can score 30 um, very, very, very quick and um, almost on the regular. So he's one of the better scorers, shooters in the game. Um, very underrated, too, because I think when you look at, you know, the best shooters, obviously that's Steph Curry without a doubt, probably, you know, even probably the best shooter maybe in NBA history, um, the amount. You know, just the the amount of accuracy he's able to to score the ball with, um, you know, and there have been some very good shooters in the NBA history, but Steph's one of the best, if not the best, as far as pure, you know, just just shooting it from all over the court and and being able to be very accurate with with the shots. I think that you know, there's there's no dispute there. Um, but when you look at Van Vliet, he's very underrated because he can he can score it um, very well, and um, you know. Gives gives Toronto um, some 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 really good production from from that point guard spot, and then you know they got Gary Trent Jr. Um, who's a nice role player. They got OGN Nobi, another nice role player. Thaddeus Young, Chris Boucher, um, but I think that uh, 
Steve Mikhailu, um, who's a who's a pretty good shooter. Um, but I think that they're, they're a little bit more top heavy, so maybe that could be uh, much like the Sixers, kind of their downfall. Um, obviously, they they do have some pretty good top players um, with Van Vliet and Siakam and and Ananobi, but um, my worry for them is is their bench scoring. I think that also Scotty Barnes for them. I think he's a young player who's who's pretty good. Um, but I think that um, maybe maybe their bench scoring um, will will come to hurt them. But but we'll see. Time will tell. Um, but that's kind of an outlook of the Raptors. And I think that this team they've always been kind of a very pesky team, um, especially since you know they lost Kawhi. They've kind of had to learn how to play and and, and do well without Kawhi. And they've been able to. Um, for the most part, consistently stick in the playoff pic- picture year after year. I think he, they might have had one one season in the last few years that that they either didn't make it or or, or you know just didn't really have a good season. But um, I think that was last year. But you know, they're 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 a very you know pesky team who who definitely um, you know has 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 some fight fight in them. That's for sure. And they are the seventh seed in the East. So. Mark, what do you got with the Nets? Probably the most dangerous team, um, you know, as far as potential with with the guys that that they have out of the lineup and and the amount of players in depth that they have on, on their team. So, what do you got with with the Nets? Yeah, so the Nets, the nineteenth hardest schedule remaining, so not too not too difficult. They are recovering from a big tailspin before the All Star break. Um, James Harden was not playing and Durant, Kevin Durant has been hurt for about a month and a half. And then they're still going through Kyrie Irving, not playing for home games, um, at, uh, Brooklyn until they change the mandate for if he can play, if he's vaccinated or not. But then they do expect the mandate to eventually be lifted um, coming up here. So, yeah, and like you were saying, Adam, they could definitely be the most dangerous team um, with everybody all healthy. You know, they, they're they loaded. There's no doubt about it. Kyrie, whatever you may think of him, you know, whatever off the court, it's not our place to say anything, but he's really good, obviously, offensively. And KD, we saw what he did to the Bucks, uh, we, you know, last year where he put up, you know, sometimes 40 or 50 points a game. Thank God and his then, foot was on the line on that three-pointer. Right, yes. Oh, my gosh. That would have been some, something that I probably uh, Wisconsin sports fans would have never forgotten. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Adam. Thank goodness his foot was on the line. Um, and, you know, for, for anyone who saw the Bucks play the Nets um, yesterday, they uh, they got some good additions. Seth Curry, really good shooter, and Andre Drummond gives them size. Before they had Andre Drummond, really didn't have a guy that was you know big that could rebound and block and defend other big guys like like he can. So good on them for getting Andre Drummond and Ben Simmons. Uh, will be interesting to see as well. You know, he's not going to have a lot of pressure. Well, he will have pressure on him, but he's not going to be like the mini and the, the number two guy like he was in Philly. And really all he has to do is, you know, pass the ball well, play defense, and um, to take care of himself. Steve Nash has got a lot of moving parts to uh, juggle here before the, for the playoffs. And, yeah, no one wants to play them. 
It'll be interesting to see where they end up. I I could see either two things happening. Either it takes them a while to get to, you know, play. It takes them a while to build chemistry and and figure out the lineups, and maybe they you know, still end up towards the end of the East, or I think they could maybe just go on a big tear where they you know, end up going up, going up on a big winning streak and end up, you know, maybe even getting home court because they're not that far off from, from that. Uh, anyway, so... Um, yeah, should be interesting. Big A, the Nets, and we know we hear them. We knew we know we hear about them enough from the national media because they love the Nets because they're from Brooklyn. So that's all about the Nets. But otherwise, Big A, what do you got on the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, before I get to the Hornets, my take on the Nets is they're very dangerous. Um, once they get KD back, um, you combine him with Kyrie. Um, you know, they have Andre Drummond, who's a, who can be a double-double machine um, and a really good rebounder, one of the better rebounders in the game, um, which for that offense, when you have that amount of scoring and, and you're getting that, that amount of rebounding, that, that could get a lot of good second-chance opportunities um, for sure. Um, and I think that Ben Simmons, I think given the trade and, and, and given that, you know, he's not with Philly anymore, um, and I think that may, maybe they've, they've talked to him just saying like, Hey, you're a very supremely talented player. Like you, you're, a, you're a freak athlete. You are one of the, you are a really good defender. Um, just go out there, r- run an offense when, when you're healthy. Um, and you know, you can score. I mean, he's not the greatest shooter. So I think that that's kind of his, his, what he still needs to work on is, is that consistent shot because you know, he's not. He doesn't shoot it from, from a high clip from, from the three-point land, um, but or even free throws or, or two-pointers for that matter as far as, like, jump shots. But he's still a very supremely talented player. Like, he's got he's got the talent. And I think that they just have to tell him, hey, go out there, play defense, give it your best. You know, go go slash to the basket, get those, get those you know, layups, those dunks, everything like that, play within our offense and we'll, we, you can be a very valuable piece to, to what we want to do um, because scoring for them is not going to be a problem. They have Kyrie, they have KD, they have, you know, Seth Curry, who's one of the best scorers, you know, coming off the bench in the league. Um, obviously the, the brother of Steph Curry, the probably the best scorer in the league. Um, so they, they have the offensive firepower that that's for sure i mean bruce brown's in there as well you could you could go on their roster and, and see all the, all the talent that they have lamarcus aldridge blake griffin it goes on and on so this team if they can get healthy and they can get everybody you know chemistry they can be really dangerous um it's just about them at least staying in the eighth seed because that guarantees them or or the ninth seed because then they'd be i think eight nine play the the the, the playing game um, but at least be in the playoff picture. And then once they're in the playoff picture, hopefully by that time for their sake, they can have everybody healthy and then they can, you know, go on, go on a run. And obviously they would probably likely be playing the top teams in the East, but given the amount of talent, I mean, if you stack this team up once they're all healthy against the rest of the East, boy, they're, they're, they're one of the better teams um, and, and can be really dangerous. So it's just about them. Getting everybody, you know, on the same page, getting healthy, and um, p- putting all the pieces together at the right time. Um, so there, there's definitely potential for the Brooklyn Nets. It's just about everything coming together. So the Hornets, 
the 25th strength of schedule remaining. Uh, the ninth seed. They have Lamella Ball, Miles Bridges, Ubre, Hayward, Rozier, um, Mason Plumley, but they got Montrez Harrell at the deadline, which I think was a really good pickup for them. He's a really good uh, double double machine off the bench. They got PJ Washington. Um, so this team, obviously, Lamella Ball is is the headliner. Um, one of the best, you know, young players in the league. Uh, you know, all star this year. Um, and, and definitely uh, can score with the best of them, run an offense, do do all that, get assists, all everything that a really good point guard does. So this team is is the ninth team. I like their I like their depth. Um, I think that they they do have some some good depth. Um, they don't, you know, as, aside from Lamelo Ball, they don't have a lot of like superstar power. Um, but they do have some very very good players. When when you look at the likes of Gordon Hayward, you look at the likes of Ubre, who can fill it up, uh, Miles Bridges, uh, Terry Rozier, who who can be a microwave off the bench um, and, and and score with the best of them. They do have some very very good players, and and and, and if they're they're playing together, they're they're all um, on, on on a great chemistry level. Um, that can be dangerous um, for them. I think the key with them is the defensive end. I think that I haven't. I think that they have a tendency to to give up a lot of points, so that that could be their downfall. Um, but I, I do I do definitely like um, what they got for for their roster. Um, obviously, hopefully for their sake, can stay where where they're at least the nine seed, so that they can play in the playing game um, and at least have a shot. But for for the future, they do have some some building blocks, and um, you know. Do, they, they do have they do have some things going for them uh, that is for sure. As long as they, they keep the the you know keep going this year, and if you look into the future, just keep the basis of what they have for a roster. And um, you know, if you look at the, their their production as far as game by game for for these players scoring wise, they they do have some some very good NBA players. That is for sure. So, Mark, what do you got with the Hawks? Well, the Hawks are another team that has, you know, not really gone the way we thought as far as their season. Uh, they obviously finished in the in the runner-up for the Eastern Conference title last year, losing the Bucks in six games, and now they're tenth in the conference. They have the one of the easiest schedules left, twenty uh, sixth hardest schedule remaining, and the. The problem with them, they've had Trey Young be really good, of course. He's going to always probably be one of the top leaders in the league as far as offense. But this year, they have been uh, very poor uh, defensively. They've been ninth in offense, 20th in defense. They have had uh, some people get injured here and there, but otherwise, Trey Young playing really well. John Collins putting up 16 points a game. Kevin Herter is a guard for them, 13 points a game. Bogdan Madonavis, 12 points a game. DeAndre Hunter, he's a really good wing defender for them. And he's missed a lot of the year, but he's back now. Uh, Clint Capella has been pretty good as well. So they had some turnover with their bench. Uh, they don't have Cam Reddish anymore. And Gallinari is playing some... Um, but they've they've had some turnover with the roster, but 
They are, let's see here, they are in 10th place. So for anyone who doesn't remember what the play-in tournament, it's the 7th through 10th seed in each conference. Right now the Hawks are the 10th seed. They have a two-game lead up on the Wizards. I, I don't think they're going to be able to get into the 7th or 8th spot if they're like a couple games behind the Nets and several about three and a half games back of the Raptors. So we'll see what happens with them. I would say they're probably going to lose in the first round if they do make it. But they are a young team as well. You know, they still got a lot of time with Trey Young and John Collins and others. I think they need to get another another good defensive player in the rotation and then maybe another big guy that can score consistently inside and outside. No offense to Capella, but he doesn't really give you much on the perimeter. So that's where they're at in the 10th spot. And then the last team that we'll include in the East, just because they're still kind of in contention with playing tournament, is the Washington Wizards. And Big A will talk about the Wizards. Yeah, so the Wizards, uh, you know, they're they're right now the 11th, so they're jockeying for a spot in the play-in tournament, uh, 20, 27th hardest strength of schedule remaining. So, they do have a, 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 I don't want to say easier schedule because in the NBA, you know, nothing's easy. I mean, like I said before, you don't give it your all um, on a nightly basis. You could see yourself on the losing end of a, a game that you shouldn't lose. So um, they got to bring it, but they, they I'll, I'll say this. I'll phrase it like this. They have a favorable schedule the rest of the way, which should help them a lot. Um, they got Kyle Kuzma, the, the former Laker Bradley Beal, Ruby Hachimura, Kristaps Porzingis, they got him in a trade. Um, so hopefully for Kristaps' sake, he can find a, a home in Washington because he's been kind of bounce, bouncing around uh, the league, but definitely has the talent, no doubt. He's just got to stay healthy and, and put it all together um, and find his you know niche or you know starting role. Uh, obviously, he's a, a starting caliber player, so he will be a starter. He's just got to find his role within that, um, you know, starting um, spot so I think that this is a team another team that is very top heavy um, they they definitely do do have some some young guys um, Denny uh, Avigi um, who's who's kind of a, a, a overseas player that they picked um, in the draft I think he's a young talent that that definitely has potential down the road to, to help them out um, consistently but this is a team that probably will will be be a team that if they get in the playoffs, they they will probably have a short stay in the playoffs because I, I think that they're a few years away um, from consistently contending. But hey, you gotta give them credit; um, th- th- they're fighting for for a playing spot, um, and you know they they just gotta keep 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 giving it their all and hopefully sneak into the playoffs. And then after after that, once they're in the playoff tournament, you know. Any team's got as good as, as as a shot as as the others. Maybe not talent wise for them as far as when you stack them up against other teams. But hey, you're in the playoffs. You got a shot. So, although again, I, I expect them to probably if, if they make it, probably probably not last long. Because I, I think that they, like I said, they do have some talent, but um, I I think that they are um maybe maybe a few years away from from really um consistently contending. So. That is a look at the Eastern Conference. Now, we will come back after this short audio break and 
do a rapid fire of the Western Conference, go through the top 10 teams in the West, and conclude another edition of Big A Sports Show. Um, Thank you to all the consistent listeners out there. I appreciate your support, and hopefully you stay on board the consistent listenership train, and hopefully um, tell your any friends or family that you have um, that, you know, Big A Sports Show, if you're looking for a sports show to listen to, um, you know, you can you can turn it on, you know, when you're driving your car or, or any which way you want to do it. Um, it's available in a wide variety of, of ways, um, different platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all, all the all the podcasting platforms that are out there. And uh, definitely, hopefully, um, give, giving you some good insight on Big A Sports Show as we continue with the podcast, the listening Audience has been great, and we will continue forward um, and subscribe to the podcast. It's available anywhere you get your podcast, and that's the best way to track down um, my episodes. Um, otherwise, you can just search it, Big A Sports Show, and it will pop up. So if you want to, listen back in the archives, um, and, and definitely anytime we I post my, my podcast episodes, um, they will pop up so you can listen that way too and stay tuned for all the episodes in the future. But before we get to episodes in the future, we have to finish this episode of Big A Sports Show after this short audio break and we will go through the Western Conference. So we will talk to you after this break. Welcome back to another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Anime Handel, and we did the Eastern Conference. Uh, now we, we we will do the Western Conference of the NBA playoffs. Um, the, the picture right now as it stands, um, obviously a lot can change as we head down the stretch. But without further ado, do want to get to the Suns, the 23rd hardest schedule remaining. So definitely do have a favorable schedule. Um Left, obviously, the team that represented the Western Conference in the finals last year, who lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champions. Um, but anyways, they have a really good team. Uh, this this Suns team is very talented, very deep, uh, coached by Monty Williams, a really good coach um, who led them to the finals last year and has them at first this year. So it, really kind of side note here. If you look at the disparity between the top teams in the East versus the West, the West is definitely probably the quote unquote better conference. Um, Cause if the Suns were in the East hypothetically, which they're not, but if they are, they would be running away with the East, just like they are kind of running away with the West as far as the first seed. So Although the Warriors, the second seed, who Mark will talk about coming up, isn't, I don't think that they're that far off from the Suns. But the Suns, just let's just put it this way, they're having another really good season. Led by Devin Booker, one of the best young players in the league, one of the best scorers in the league. Um, DeAndre Aiden, very good center for them, who probably should. I don't think he's gotten an extension yet, but uh, if I were the Suns, um, and I'm not a. NBA general manager, um, but I would probably think about maybe extending DeAndre Aiden because he's one of the better um, scoring centers in the league and you know defenders as well. He's he's a young talent who is one of the best um, in the game at his position. So 
Um, I don't know what where that cap situation lies, but if they can lock in an extension for Aiden before it's too late, and he thinks about. I don't think he's thinking about leaving, but um, you know, just given the fact that they're very good. But let's just say, you know, if they if they don't respect him and give him an extension, he might think about, about going elsewhere. So, or the Suns, I would I would really want want to uh, make that a priority. But the priority for them right now is to continue on with their very good season. Chris Paul. Is hurt. He got hurt. Um, I think he fractured his thumb, so he will be out until the playoffs. But good for the Suns. They have enough of a quote unquote cushion where they can, you know, it'll suck not having him, but they can, you know, go without him and and still probably be either the top seed or the second seed in the West going into the playoffs and then get him back. So um He's resting up. They got Mikel Bridges, too, who's a very good uh, young player for them. Jay Crowder, um, good two-way player for them. Can give it to you, you know, give you give you a scoring punch offensively and play some really good defense as well. JaVel McGee, they also got Cam Johnson, too. Um, Bismack Biombo, Aaron Holiday, Drew Holiday's brother, Frank Kaminsky, who doesn't really play that much. But, hey, Frank Kaminsky, shout out. You're a Badger. Um, one of the best one of the better Badger uh, players, you know, he's got his number retired at the Cole Center, so he's he's really had a really talented college career. But this is a Suns team that, you know, is very good um, and, you know, could represent the West in the finals again this year. But we will see. But they're, they're a very talented team at number one in the West. So, Mark, you got the Warriors. Yeah, so the Warriors right now, like Big A was saying, number two in the West, and another um, another bounce back year. They they've they've made a, a big leap this year. They have the sixth hardest schedule remaining in the NBA, and you know the headliners, of course, Steph Curry having another great year, probably in the consideration for. MVP, I don't think he will win it, but I think he will definitely get some votes. And they've had some some breakup players. And first, we'll talk about some of the people that that uh, our listeners might be more familiar with. Draymond Green is out with a back injury, and it says that he's hoping to be back by the middle to end of March. And he's a, obviously a big player for them as far as uh, passing and providing defense in the post. Clay Thompson, he is back. Officially, as of a few weeks ago, he's been shooting really well so far. And if he gets to the level where he was at before he got injured, which he's been out for two years, that's very scary for other teams. James Wiseman is their uh, big man. They drafted last year, seven foot, 240 pounds. He is still out with a knee injury. And they're not sure exactly when he's going to be back, but they do need him back by the playoffs because he needs some post defense. Otherwise, they've had some good good breakout seasons from Jordan Poole, a guard from Michigan. He's put up about 16 points a game. Otto Porter's been good defensively for them. On the wing, Kevon Looney, formerly, he actually went to high school in Wisconsin, which is cool. And he's a good defender for them in the post. Gary Payton II, son of the Hall of Famer, is really good defensively for them on, on the guard position. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga. One of the early round picks. He's only 19, but he's very athletic and uh, can provide some scoring off the bench. 
Andrew Wiggins, lastly, he made the All-Star game. Kind of a, a good comeback story for him. You know, a lot of people were giving him a hard time for how he was doing in Tim, with the Timberwolves, but now he's with a winning team and he's producing pretty good. So, uh, yeah, the Warriors are going to be good. I think in the end, it'll likely come down to the Warriors and Suns, but there's some other teams that can throw a wrench into that, as the saying goes. So we'll go to Big A with his breakdown of the exciting Memphis Grizzlies, who are currently third in the West. Yeah, so the Memphis Grizz- Grizzlies, third in the West. Um, yeah, they have the 28th hardest schedule, so a favorable schedule remaining. Um, John Morant leading them, uh, one of the best young players in the game. All-star this year, uh, should have a lot of more all-star appearances in his future. Um, can do it all offensively at the point guard spot. Steven Adams, um, really good rebounding center, can score it as well. Um, Double-double machine for them. Jaron Jackson Jr. or Triple J, um, as the nickname goes, um, can really fill it up offensively and um, really, really good player. Uh, used to play for Michigan State in college um, and is really done a nice job with the Grizzlies. Was a top, top draft pick and is definitely living up to that, um, that draft pick. Uh, and then they got Zaire Williams, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, Tyus Jones, Kyle Anderson. I mean, they, they, they have some talent um, and they, they have a coach who is Taylor Jenkins, the former Bucks assistant under coach Budenholzer. Um, I think that he should be getting some, some, some love for, for coach of the year. Um, he's taken a very talented, you know, young, fun, Grizzlies team, but I think that his his coaching has really helped them as well. Um, and, and they're the third team in in the West, so um, you gotta love what Taylor Jenkins is doing. Was an assistant with the Bucks, and then he decided to go for the head coaching job spot with the Grizzlies. And for the most part, he has done a slam dunk job um, in that role for for the Grizzlies. And, and really, I think when he started, he was he was trying to try, trying to build something, trying to build build a program, you know, bit, you know, not maybe not a program, but, but, but build, build a culture. I think build a program is more related to college basketball. Um, but just, just build a culture, build, build what he wants to do with the uh, Grizzlies. And it's, it's showing um, he, they, they're reaping the benefits of, of his coaching and he should get some coach of the year um, love in my opinion. So there will be some other coaches, of the year of the year candidates, but I think that he should be, um, you know, in that conversation. Mark, what do you got with the jazz? Yeah. The Utah jazz have the 17 hardest schedule remaining and they are looking to break through a lot of people, you know, are kind of skeptical of their regular season success now just because they've been really high up in the standings the last couple of years and they have not advanced far in the playoffs. But they still have some familiar faces. Donovan Mitchell is really good uh, as a guard who can score with the best of them. Rudy Gobert probably always in always in contention for best defensive player of the league. They have veteran Mike Conley at the point guard, really good offensively. Some good wings with Bogdan Bernadovich and Royce O'Neal. Uh, Bogdanovich, more of an offensive player. Royce Neal, more of a defensive player. 
Jordan Clarkson, Big Eight, here it is, the microwave of yep. the NBA, as they like to say. He can score off the bench quick. He heats up quick. So that's honestly something that I think the Bucks would be great to have somebody like that. But um, yeah, he's been he's been good. Hassan Whiteside has been good defensively as well. And as far as the Jazz, they're led by Quinn Snyder, who's been a really good coach for him. Always had him in contention. They are third in offense and ninth in defense. So they are very. Um, very well balanced, and my guess is just looking at the standings for the West, they are quite a ways out. Well, they're three games back of the three games back of the Grizzlies for third, and they're three games up of the Mavericks for fifth. They'll probably be in the fourth or fifth range, and um, yeah, they're gonna probably have to go on the road most of the playoffs. But we'll see, Big A, if it's Finally, the year that the Jazz break through and get to at least the conference finals. But otherwise, we're going to talk. We're going to head over to Big A. We'll give his thoughts on the Jason Kidd-led Dallas Mavericks, who are number five. Yeah, yeah. The the Mavericks actually got a big win tonight against the Warriors. Came back in that game. Um, That game was on ESPN. I was was watching that uh, for a little bit. Um, Mavericks had a very impressive comeback uh, and, and got the win against a very good Warriors team. Obviously, the, the second team in the, the Western Conference and, and one of the better teams in the NBA. So the Mavericks, you know, they got Luka Doncic, one of the best young players in the league, one of the best, you know, just, you know, you take away young. I mean, he's, he's young, but, you know, you, any player. He was one of the best players, no matter the age in, in the league. Um, All-star again this year. Um, for him, should have many more in, in his future. Jalen Brunson, the guy who's who's a really, uh, you know, solid role player for them. Re- really, you know, used to play at Villanova. Um, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's undersized. He's, you know, a lot of a lot of the knock on some people that, that are, you know, undersized is, is, you know, that might hurt them. But he has overcome those odds and, and done a nice job. Um, giving them a scoring punch, and I think he he does a nice job in the d- defensive end, uh, more or less too. Um, so he he uh, definitely fits fits their culture, fit, fits what they want to do. And um, I'm I think on the broadcast on ESPN they they mentioned just his 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 ability, um, especially in in the three guard lineups that Jason Kidd loves with Doncic, Brunson, and Dinwiddie down the stretch. So he. Um, does a nice job for them. And, um, you know, he's not like a, you know, amazing player by any means, but he, he does a, a good role um, for them and, and fits it well. And then they acquired Spencer Dinwiddie um, in the trade, um, you know, that involved Chris Stapsports, I guess I believe in that same trade, they got Davis Bertrand, who's, who's a nice, you know, scorer um, at the power forward spot. Um, but, Dinwiddie is is a nice player when he's healthy. That's the key for him. Um, when he was with the Wizards, he was he was injured a lot, but when he's healthy, he he can fill it up. That's for sure. Um, and then you know they got Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway, Dwight Powell. So I think that that trade uh, at the dead, deadline did them some good because it lengthened their roster. I think before that trade, um, they were kind of top heavy with with Luca and Chris Stapps. But I think that that trade lengthened lengthened their roster, and they got, um, you know, another another really solid guard, um, and and Dinwiddie to to put alongside Luca, 
um, who obviously so far they're, they're playing well um, together. So hopefully for their sake, they can, I mean, the five seed, I believe they're 11 over 500. Um, they could be a tough out. Um, it seems like they're, they're really meshing at the right time and um, definitely lengthen, lengthening their, their rotation. I mean, you got Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell. I mean, those are really solid role players who, who come off their bench. Um, and and before that trade, it was just kind of Luca, Chris Stapps, and then they had a bunch of other guys. But, you know, th- their bench is getting lengthened out um, by solid players. So that could help them as well. Um, and, you know, I think that Chris Stapps, they, they tried that experiment um, with, with Luca pairing, pairing them together. And sometimes, you know, it, it just doesn't work out um, no matter how, how badly you want it to work out. And I think, you know, good on the maps for kind of realizing that and just kind of, so to speak, you know, saying, hey, we're we're going to make sure that we rip the Band-Aid off and, and, and just, so to speak, and, 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 and you know, and this because I think for a lot for a lot of people sometimes the, the, their pride gets in the way and they're like, well, you know, we're, we're going to keep at it. This should work. This should work because they don't want they don't want to be wrong. And um, just in general in, in sports, um, when it comes to scenarios like this, and and you know sometimes it's better to just you know say, hey, we we tried with, with that experiment. It didn't work out. Um, we, we gave it some time and, and now we are, we're, we're changing things up. And I think that, um, it, it's benefiting Dallas for, for, for the better, um, going forward. So Mark, you have the nuggets next at sixth. What do you got? Yeah. So the Denver nuggets, they are six right now in the West and led by head coach, Michael Malone. They have the 19th hardest schedule left. So there's 30 teams in the NBA, so technically 11, 11th easiest. But uh, they are led by Nikola Jokic, who is probably the favorite for MVP, or he's right up there with Joel Embiid and Giannis. He's just amazing offensively. He can do it all. Outside shooting, inside shooting. Some of the passes that he makes are crazy. I would encourage our basketball listeners to look up some of his, his uh Best passes, very interesting. Um, no look where he just throws it across the court, somehow it weaves it in between three defenders. It's like it's magic or something. So he's very good. Um, the the uh, problem for the Nuggets, they, they're not able to reach their full ceiling as far as their team, unfortunately, yet, because they have a couple guys injured. Jamal Murray, he was their superstar guard. He broke his, or he tore his ACL last year, and uh, he's not going to be back this year. It doesn't sound like uh, Michael Porter Jr. is a good wing guy for them. He's going to be out this year as well, unfortunately. But there is good news. They still do have Will Barton, who's a good guard for them, putting up 15 points a game. Aaron Gordon is an NBA veteran. He's putting up 14 and a half points a game, good defender. Monte Morris is a good guard as well. Uh, point guard, good shooter from three-point range especially. They have uh, Bryn Forbes from the Bucks, who is another three-point marksman. Um, Bones Highland has been a revelation from the G League. Now he's a contributor for them. And, of course, you can't forget DeMarcus Boogie Cousins is there as well for some inside size. 
The Nuggets are 13th in offense and 12th in defense. And, yeah, it looks like the Nuggets are probably going to be in that in that six seed range, um, probably right around you know, five or six. So they're likely will face the Grizzlies or maybe the Jazz in the first round. I don't know. It's unfortunate that they have those injuries to Murray and uh, Murray and Porter because if, I think if they're healthy, they would maybe be like you know, one of their top two or three teams in the West. But they can still give people problems, and Nikola Jokic can is worth the price of admission, as they say in Big A, whether it's going to the game or whether it's, you know, watching and watching the game for a little bit. He'll always do something interesting, and I think he should get high consideration for the MVP. And hopefully for the Nuggets' sake, they get Murray and quarterback next year and build, they can keep building around Nikola Jokic. But speaking of exciting teams to watch, we got Big A with number seven, the up the young upcoming Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, and before I get to the Timberwolves, I uh, do want to kind of go off of what you're saying with the Nuggets. You know, obviously they're they're in the playoff picture. They're the sixth seed. You know, get in at at at, at worst the sixth seed. Hopefully for them, if not, maybe maybe inch up some somehow if they have a hot rest of their. their season to the five seed um and you know give it their all but if 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 this year isn't the year which i think that this this year won't be the year for them because i think that you know the finals will either be represented by the sons of the warriors um but you know or or maybe just maybe that the jazz make a run at it um because they they've been in the thick of it year after year and you know have just come up short but the, the Jazz, when you're playing, especially in Utah, um, and, and they're at full strength, they are very tough to beat. So I think, obviously, the, the Suns or the Warriors will likely represent the, the West in, in the finals. But I think that the Jazz have, have a shot at, you know, maybe, you know, maybe not not even getting to the finals, but maybe getting to the to the conference finals um, and, and doing that. Um, getting that far because they they're really really talented when when they're all healthy um, that's for sure but I think as for the Nuggets you know give it your all this year um, do your best get as far as you can this year but obviously those injuries hurt them because you know Porter is one of the best better young you know he's he's up there with one of the better young you know young players you know ascending coming up players in the league um, super young, super good, super talented. And then, you know, Jamal Murray, one of the better scorers when he's healthy in the league. So I think obviously, you know, those injuries suck, but I think that an encouraging part for them is the future with Murray, Porter, Jokic, you know, all, all those guys that they got, all that young talent that they got. Mark mentioned some of the other guys that they got too. Um, you know, as long as you can keep keep them in, in Denver, um, you know, the future's looking very, very bright for, for those uh, Nuggets. The Timberwolves, 12th hardest schedule remaining at the 7th spot in the West. Um, obviously have had their struggles in years past with, with for the most part, some, some non, non, non-playoff seasons. But boy, oh boy, are, are, they, are they really fighting and, and, and are, they, are they really good? Anthony Edwards? Top pick um, in the draft, very very good player. Um, you know, living up to to his to his pick, uh, that's for sure. Carl Anthony Towns or Cat for short. 
Um, you know, one of the better young centers in the league, one of the better young players in the league, D'Angelo Russell, Patrick Beverly, Jared v- Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, Jaden McDaniels. I mean, all these players are very, very young, but they're very, very exciting. And I think that if you're a Timberwolves fan in Minnesota, there's a lot to like for the future. You got Edwards, you got Carl Anthony Towns, you got D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, some other guys too. Obviously, this year probably won't be the year that they, you know, do any, you know, much much of anything in the playoffs because I think that they're they're a little bit far away. But if you can get in the playoffs, that is huge, and you have, at least have a shot. Maybe. You're Maybe about you're talking about the playoffs of the Timberwolves, right? Yeah. So the last time I, do, I thought this is crazy, and once again, another reminder that we are spoiled with the Bucks, even though they haven't been great in you know, our whole life, but they've been much better than other teams. The Minnesota Timberwolves have not won a playoff series since 2003. So just think about that for a second, and what those fans—they're starving for playoff success. Yes, right? yes, and and I think that. That, that's a great stat poll, and it's been a while since they've, they've been relevant. That is for sure. No doubt about it. But I think that if they can get in the playoffs and maybe even, just maybe, you know, at least give give the team that they're going against, which would be, you know, probably, you know, the, the two seed, you know, the, the, the Warriors, give them at least a series. Make them sweat. You know, obviously the Warriors will, will, will you know, undoubtedly win that series um, unless, like, you know, the unexpected happens, but the Warriors will win that series. But at least, you know, don't get swept. Give them a series. Give fans hope for, for the future because I think that, you know, they do have the foundation for, for something to build. I think that Carl Anthony Towns signed an extension already. They got Anthony Edwards on a rookie contract. They don't have a lot of, you know, salary assets, you know, plugged into a bunch of players. So they should have some cap room for, for the summer. Um, Obviously, the tough part will be to separate, to get players to come and want to play for the Timberwolves when a lot of players, you know, want to go to bigger markets. But, hey, first step in the right direction is getting in the playoffs, showing the league that, that you are you are up and coming. And, um, you know, I in the near future, I don't think that they'll, they'll do anything because anything, I think that they still have a lot of work to do. Um, for sure, but I think that they are taking a massive step this year with at least getting in in the playoffs, um, and you know, sh- showing some promise. Um, so yeah, um, that is that is a breakdown of the Timberwolves. Great, great, you know, building block year getting in the playoffs. I think that they have a lot of work to do. Um, but boy, oh boy, they, they just got to keep fighting. And I think that a huge player for them that's been big. With them, it's the veteran Patrick Beverly. I think that he signed an extension. He's a veteran. He's been in the league for a while. He's he's kind of been a, a good voice of you know for them um, to you know for for young guys to to learn from. So you know keep keep going, T Wolves. Keep going, Mark Clippers. We got a few minutes left. We'll do Clippers Lakers and we'll round it out for Big A Sports Show. Yep. So the Clippers, uh, very similar story to the. Um... Uh, Denver Nuggets where right now Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George are not playing and um, let me see if I can find why or let me see if I can find when they might come back 
so they've held up pretty well. They're eighth. Um, I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs just based on all the guys they have out. Uh, it sounds like Paul George maybe return might right return before the playoffs, so that could be a big boost. Norman Powell, they traded for. He's out indefinitely. He's a good uh, guard for him. But they have had some bright spots with Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris. Terrence Mann, uh, they've played, played well this year. They do have some uh, good post presence with Zubats, Ibaka Zubats, and also Nick Batum. But, um, yeah, I don't know, Big A. Credit to Ty Lue for getting them this far, but I, they don't have Paul George. I don't think they're going to win a playoff round. I think they might beat the Lakers in the play-in if they play them. But if they have Paul George, maybe they could win around the playoffs. I think their big year next year is, I think they're trying to maybe save up for next year where they can hopefully have Kawhi and Paul George healthy. We have not seen them have a full playoff run with those two, so that'll be interesting to see from a um, from a NBA fan perspective, see what happens there. But I don't think the Clippers will win a playoff series. But speaking of teams that are not really sure about what the future holds, Big A, the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, so the Lakers obviously got LeBron James. They got Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, who's hurt right now, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, Dwight Howard, you know Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, Talon Horn Tucker, Trevor Ariza, DeAndre Jordan, Avery Bradley, Ken Bazemore. They do have some depth. They do have some talent. Just not able to put it together under 500 so far this year. And I think that hopefully they can, for their sake, sneak into the play-in game. Maybe maybe win the play-in round, sneak into the playoffs as a late seed, but probably lose. Um, to, in the playoffs, but hey, you know, they got LeBron, they, they got some firepower as far as quote-unquote household names, so maybe they're, they're able to make make either the Suns or or the, um, you know, Warriors sweat a little bit in, in that playoff round, um, you know, if they do make it that far to, to the first round and, and they do get through the playing game, but I think that they, they're, they're just, they just can't put it together. Mark, if this Lakers team was had this team like five, six years ago, they would probably be one of the best teams in the league because they have names. It's just that, right? They they have names. They have names. Problem is, for the most part, excluding LeBron and and like, you know, some other players that all you listeners know are are still very good and still very talented. For the most part, some of those other players are are past their prime, um, you know, aside from LeBron and some other players. But, you know, you know, as they say in in sports, father time is undefeated, and once you get up there in age, you know, it starts wearing on you. All that, all that, you know, all those NBA seasons, you know, start start wearing on you. So, Lakers, I think that LeBron sounds like recent reports say that he wants to stay in LA. So, you know, he'll he'll probably re- retire w- with the Lakers, um, and and keep you know, you know, keep with the Lakers, um, but. I think that, you know, potentially, you know, going into next year, if they keep what they got going and, and they just have some cohesion, have some some consistent guys with consistent minutes, um, you know, maybe maybe next year they, they can, you know, up where they are in the standings. But I think that this year um, they're just a ways off. They, they, they haven't been able to put it together. They've had a lot of chances to do it, and it just hasn't come together. So that's an outlook on the Lakers. And that'll do about, about do it for another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. Thank you to my guest, Mark, for being on. We will have more episodes in the future. Listen back in the archives. 
And we'll have other guests, too, in the future as well as we continue on with the Big A Sports Show. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you all again soon.